0: Whatever really happened to dudes calling each other best friends? Dave and John grew up in the 80s in New Jersey and they did everything together. They were the quintessential best friends until they became teenagers and Dave moved away. Fast forward to today, and these two 40-somethings reconnected and decided to not only be besties again, but to put on a podcast and share their reunion with anyone who will listen. Welcome to Fat Dumb and Happy. Welcome back to a puzzling episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy, where we will be talking about why people do the things they do. We're going to touch on things from our childhood that we didn't understand, stuff we still don't understand today, and our own quirky things that we can't even explain ourselves. It's going to be a great time. We'll learn some things. We're sure to have some laughs along the way. But we're going to mix it up today. Our special guest expert will be John, my bro. How you doing tonight, John? i'm good Ben. how are you feels like it's been forever it's been a while man usually our special guest expert is just our regular co-host today so we're we're stripping him of his title but my bro <laughs> ben tamander how you doing ben doing great all right so yeah so ben and i talked about this topic we thought it would be a fun one to go through and in order to have a little balance ben and i are going to share those things that we didn't understand as kids and as adults we still don't understand and things about ourselves but you know what? John's going to be the special guest expert tonight because he's going to argue for you weirdos out there that these things aren't so weird, maybe. He can help us understand what's going on. So we'll get to hear from his expertise tonight. So, going right into the fat part of our episode, we're going to talk about some of the foods that we picked that go along with this theme. For me, I chose Doritos. Now, the reason why I chose Doritos is because I have a quirky thing that I can't really explain, but it's like really important for me to find the flavor side of the chip and then to put that side down on my tongue first so those of you that can't see i showed john and ben the flavor side made sure to get that side in on my tongue like if i was driving and eating doritos it would be more dangerous than like texting you driving because i have to look at every (laughs) single chip make sure i have it the right flavor side down and put it in my mouth even when i get to the crumbs i have to get every single crumb and flip them open. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that crazy. Dave, I
1: got a question for you. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, you up? notice this stuff more than I do because you're checking every chip and everything. But my impression has been that over the years, the difference between each side has lessened. Like it used to be that one side was like way coded and the other side had hardly anything on it. And now it seems like both sides I think you're can right. have it. Maybe one has a little bit more, but it seems like it's harder to tell, maybe for me.
0: No, I think you're right. But the thing is, that's how crazy I am. Like, I still can find... Okay, this one's barely more coated. I have to have that side on my tongue. And the other thing is, Cool Ranch has the more flavorful side. You know what I mean? Like, if you you look at Cool Ranch, that happens a lot more often, I think. That has a side that's, like, way more coated and flavoring or whatever. That's
2: my opinion. For Christmas, buy you Dorito coating. Yes. like
0: just the the nacho cheese flavor and i'll just (laughs) dip everything like until it's totally coated yeah have you always done that dave yeah and you know what i think honestly i think i learned it from ben as like a kid but it like was deeply ingrained in my soul do you remember doing that ben at all or talking about that ever
1: i think i did but i don't remember like i don't know it wasn't that big of a deal to me like it was one of those things where i was Yeah, I kind of think I like this way, you know, one time on a whim. Yeah. But for me, it didn't become like a habit or anything big, you know, that's funny.
0: You did it one time on a whim and it locked in for me for life. That's hilarious. All right, man. So
2: next we got John. What do you got going on for tonight? Okay, so mine's a little bit weird and mine just really goes back to my childhood. (laughs) So you're growing up, you're with the family, you're watching TV usually this is between me and Liz, right? And it would always be where, you know, our parents would let us have ice cream and it was a nice treat. And we'd be sitting there watching TV and I'd always do one of two things. Either if we we were eating it together kind of at the same time or whatever in our own separate bowls, we would take the ice cream and just whip it around and turn it into like an ice cream soup because we thought there was more of it, right? And the other thing that I would do is... I would take my ice cream bowl and i hide it like on the left side of the couch so she couldn't see it. And as soon as she was done, I'd bust mine out. And so I still had some and (laughs) she didn't. But um, yeah, so I don't know why we did it because it's still the same amount of ice cream, but um, yeah, so I'm doing ice cream soup. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Ben?
1: Now for me, I got some string cheese here. And I don't know why, but like I can tell my mood based on how I eat it. It's like sometimes I will just chomp the whole thing on like a big bite of it, <laughs> and other times I will just aggressive peel the slightest little string off. You know, eat that little string. so you can hear me chewing there, and you know, slowly play with my basically. You know, <laughs> as a kid, especially, I think yes. I don't. I don't know if I do it as much now. I think I'm too lazy, and it's just you know. But even now, I still will be like, "All right, am I going to just eat it like a big fat stick, or am I going to split it in half and eat two halves, or something?" You know? you're, a mo- you're a monster. <laughs> I know, right? You're a monster.
0: <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's usually just one way or the other. That's awesome. Yeah. You're like I could do. I, sometimes I do a string. Sometimes I bite into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's you the, the weird thing. Could... It's
1: like every single time, it's it could be different. It's just like, and I don't always want to do it the same.
2: And I'm just weird like that. <laughs> The only reason you should ever bite into a block of cheese like that (laughs) is if you're eating a mozzarella stick. Okay. That's it. I mean, that's what string cheese is, right? It's a
1: mozzarella stick.
0: (laughs) 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 But nowadays, I often eat string cheese like with something in the same bite. Like I'll throw it on like a cracker or like with a pepperoni or something like that. Like I hardly ever eat it just plain. (laughs)
2: Weirdos, both of you.
1: All right, well... (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that tonight, John. There's There's going to be a lot of 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 weirdo talking today. (laughs) And John, you're going to try to make sense of the stuff that we think are weirdos. I'm going to try. (laughs) Good luck with that. Good luck with that. So yeah, the way this is going to work is Dave and I are going to just point out some things we notice, some things that we see people do, or just the way things work. Why do they do that? You know, why does a company do that? Or why did... Why do people do that, you know, that we noticed as a kid that just didn't make sense to us, that we tried to just try to figure things out. And we're going to see if John can try to explain it to us Uh, now or or maybe not. Maybe he'll decide we are right. He'll agree with us. We'll see how many (laughs) how many times he agrees with us or how many times he thinks we're the weirdos. So I'll start off with an example that actually first got me thinking about this whole topic was as a kid. I remember going hiking and seeing people with walking sticks and thinking that was probably the coolest thing ever. I wanted to find a walking stick and use it for helping me go hiking. But it wasn't very long into any hike that I would be like, this isn't helping me. It's like I'm just carrying a stick around, you know, I'm just (laughs) swinging it around like a sword (laughs) or I'm just carrying it, you know? And I'm like, this is, I'm tired. I don't want to carry this anymore. Like, what's the point? And I also think like the stick, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I understand, you know, like if you're going on, on a sidewalk, I can understand how like having like a third leg in a sense could stabilize you. Right. But when you're like stepping on wobbly rocks and stuff, like the last thing I want to do is put my weight on a stick and try to hold like, like It just doesn't make sense to me. So, <laughs> John, make this make sense. Why do people use walking sticks hiking oh. on like rugged terrain?
2: How okay, does that well, help
1: anybody?
2: You kind of already answered the question because as a kid, even, we all needed a stick to play with as a sword. So, I mean, that's just a given. Absolutely. Right? So that's that's just there. But <laughs> you know you know who reminds me of this when, when you first brought this topic up was our old Scoutmaster, Alan Bird. I feel like he was a walking stick guy. Yes. <laughs> right? And I feel like if anybody I've ever met in my life, it was that. He had a walking yeah. stick, and I'm sure it was like a really nice one too. Like, Didn't it he have two. Like I kind of
1: think he had two, yeah. like one in each hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and look, the only thing I could think of, I think the stabilization does have a lot to do with it, because, and maybe not so much for like when you're going like up, and maybe if the gravel's a little bit loose or whatever. But like for me, I remember when we did the 50 mile hike, and I had the pack on my back and everything like that, and I remember my legs were giving out probably because I was a fatty back then too, but my legs were given out and I, I really couldn't <laughs> use something because we were going down the mountain and I could have use something to help stabilize my legs. No, I, that's yeah. a good argument, John. I think
0: you're right. I can see also too, I guess, like using it to kind of help pull yourself up if you got a good plant of the stick, but I was with Ben hundred percent. Like it was all about sword fretting. Hitting trees, hitting friends, like, and then tossing it like a giant boomerang or whatever. Like, that was the only purpose of a walking stick, for sure. And getting
2: brush out of the way, too, probably, depending on where you're hiking.
1: Oh, yeah. Machete style. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. 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 All right. Good answer. Good answer, John. All right. We're going to go to one of Dave's things here. Dave, why don't you tell us, you wrote here handkerchiefs. Why don't you tell us about that? What do you mean about that?
0: All right. So, just, like, short and sweet. I mean, gross, right? Handkerchiefs. (laughs) I was as a kid, so our dad had a handkerchief, and you know they he blows his nose in it, and not just my dad you you see it everywhere, older people mostly blow their nose into it, fold it up, put it in their pocket, you know what's going on in there, and your hand's gonna go back in that pocket, and it's just like a permanent Kleenex thing that's just gross, man I mean like I never <laughs> understood it then, I don't really understand it now cartoons especially like if they did it in a cartoon it was always like drippy soppy you know what i'm talking about like yeah, yeah. Gross. so john <laughs> help me out man
2: help me out if you can it's all about chivalry baby that's what it's really for is you need the hanky for when a female is crying or they need it for something that's why you carry a handkerchief now i will agree with okay. you the point to where if you're using it for you know sneezing a couple times for me that's a one and done kind of thing, man. I would be throwing away a handkerchief. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will go buy like a five pack from Walmart and I will use one at a time. But they're gone after the first use because I can't have something like that just hanging out in my pocket. But I think overall, right. the reason people carry handkerchiefs was so that you could have them for the ladies.
0: All right. All right. That makes sense. I can see that for sure. Good
1: answer. Good answer. All right, let's go back to you though again on this one here for rewearing clothes.
0: Okay, so as a kid, I didn't understand this. Like I would wear clothes once and then put them right in the laundry. And I remember when mom taught me, hey, you can wear jeans like a couple times. So I didn't I didn't understand that. I was like, I wore it, it's now dirty and I can't wear it again. And I remember when she taught me and then I remember shortly after wearing a pair of jeans for like weeks, I think. Like I remember like being able to scratch things into the dirt of the my pants, like lap or whatever. Like, so I totally turned around. So I don't know if there's really much of an argument to make to this one other than I just didn't get it at first. And I, I see that in my own kids, like especially when they're younger, they don't understand the fact that like, hey, you can rewear stuff, you know, a couple times kind of thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Like I'm going to guess that maybe that's why she's like, you know, Dave, I just need you to rock them jeans for a month so I don't have to keep washing them because I'm sure your mom washed a lot of clothes. So, uh, you know, my parents taught me pretty young because they didn't want to keep doing it. And then we had the laundry table in the basement and everything like that. But like, so now I'm not going to lie. I don't wash my jeans. I wash them maybe once a week. My mm-hmm. hoodies, unless I'm just spilling food on the front of it, I don't wash my hoodies all that often. Because for the most part, I keep myself pretty clean. You know, I, I kind of eat and spill sometimes, and that's fine. But, like, I think there are just some clothes where I think it's socially acceptable to not have to wash them after one wear. And I think jeans definitely fall into that category. I think you'll be hard-pressed to find people that consistently wash their jeans only after one. But I'm not going to lie. I own, like, two pair of jeans, so... And maybe that has something to do with it, too. But, you know, I try to not wear jeans as much as possible because it's too hot. Here. But um, yeah, um yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I got for that one. I don't think there's any anything other than that clothes wise that I wouldn't be washing all the time. Socks are a one time thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave, in your defense,
1: like, I can understand you being confused as a kid. Like, we got to wash every single thing every single time because – I think you, especially as a kid, were like a rough and tumble kid that was out in the dirt, climbing trees. And, you know, like, I don't think your clothes lasted. Your, your jeans probably did need to be washed every every day, <laughs> honestly, to be fair. I, I don't, That's I, probably true. You know, like, and some kids, depending on the age to like spill on their pants or everything, like when they're eating all the yeah. time. And I can't remember if you were like that or not. but
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was like pig pen from Charlie Brown. Like I just had the cloud of dust around me. So yeah, they <laughs> wash it, it was every single actually. day for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you're right though. I was like outside all the time and climbing trees. So that I think you're right. That makes sense. And I, I think I was a typical, you know, young boy in that my pants were also my napkins, my, you know, all that stuff. So <laughs> for sure.
2: All the... Traversing that hill at Tuscan Dave that we would do and, and going yeah. through the brook and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, man. Saving each other's
0: lives. How many times did we save each other's lives on that hill and in that brook?
2: <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> amazing, adventures. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Likewise, man. You, I, know. I saved your life, too. You did. You did. <laughs> Call the Star Ledger. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, I got here... I've always wondered this, like, why do some things taste so good together and other things so nasty? And, and it always kinda made me wonder, like, because a lot of food like I didn't care if it like my food touched on the plate. And some people freaked out so much if certain part of their meal touched another part, like, you know, the potatoes and the gravy and the vegetables or whatever. I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like I, I remember having seen other friends like really what I felt overreact on if things touched. Like, I know that some things just don't taste good together, but I don't know. It's like, if they don't taste good together, we usually didn't have it together as a meal. Like, you know what I mean? So that's one I just never really made sense of. It's sort of a joke sometimes, like on in cartoons or TV shows sometimes, and, and just other people uh,
2: really not wanting their food to touch. And I never really understood that as a kid. So can you give an example about the... Yeah. The what tastes good together and other things that are nasty? Okay, well,
1: like, I have a cousin that lived at our house one time, and she kind of made fun of this idea, like, because my mom would always say, all right, like, it's all going to get mixed up in the end anyway, so don't worry about it if your, you know, potatoes touch your peas or whatever. And I remember my cousin one time, she's like, she decided to make fun of that, I guess, a little bit, and so she started pouring, like, her soda, like, all over her, like, potatoes of gravy and something like that and i was yeah. like oh gosh really <laughs> like some things really know. aren't meant to go together probably right, right? you know <laughs> and she just looked like, more yeah. like root beer over it or i don't know maybe it was chocolate milk or something I, something that was just <laughs> just did not look good at all i then she started stirring it up and saying it all comes together in the end anyway <laughs> you know, like, and I think she just, you know just she ate it she just oh, yeah. trying to get a reaction out of us i think you know just Choking right. around, but yeah. but but like I remember you know, that. Like I, I mean, get fuck. that some things don't go together, but yeah. usually the food parts, like it doesn't matter that much.
2: Yeah, I'm not. That, gonna, that was in my eyes. I got nothing to defend on her doing that, and then look, she followed <laughs> through on it, and ate it. That's impressive, <laughs> but gross. <laughs> the only time, yeah, with, with the food touching, and, and it's funny because that was my thought process too. Is you're about to eat it all anyway. What's the big deal, right? But the only time I've ever actually seen that in my life is on TV, and usually it relates to somebody on the autistic spectrum. Oh. Right? Now, I have zero science to back that up, Um, but it's just in the show, that's what in the shows, that's kind of what it tends to be, or they have OCD or something like that. Like, I'm OCD when it comes to being neat and tidy and stuff, but that's never been an issue for me
1: okay that makes sense that makes sense. nice
0: all right, i kind of so, like mine separated uh, honestly yeah. like if i had a salad with ranch i didn't want that in my like the meat or something i don't know but i was more like i wanted to keep it separate and my kids are like a lot of kids are for sure i think a lot of kids <laughs> Anyways, are yeah all right
1: and honestly like i yeah. mean i would make some effort to not let have my gravy like pour all over the whole freaking plate you know <laughs> make a yeah. little like bowl with my spoon or something to make, you know, the gravy stay, stay in the potatoes and not, like, everywhere but,
2: but so, yeah, some people really yeah.
1: overreact in my eyes
2: Like, growing up, whenever we had salad it was always in a separate salad bowl Oh Like, just growing up, that we that's just the way that my parents did it Like, I guess yeah. maybe they didn't like yeah. their food touching I don't know, you know My dad didn't want his blue cheese touching his spaghetti I don't know, you know, whatever Yeah, but, yeah it exactly. was always in a salad bowl, though every single time we were. That's cool. Yeah, I think that was, we
0: were not that formal or whatever. And we wanted to make it faster, less dishes, less less uh, laundry, like we right. talked about earlier. That's right. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, you know, I didn't understand that I didn't have to eat an entire package of candy, regardless of the size of the package. Like that's, I thought if I had a big old bag of Twizzlers, that I had to eat all those Twizzlers like that day. Like, and I would, and it, I don't know. I could handle it. I would get sometimes a raw mouth or whatever else, but like I always ate whatever size candy there was. So, uh,
2: help me out there, John. Did you feel that way? Did you do you agree? Do you disagree? I think I think that we just found the origin story of why this is called fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that that probably plays for me a little bit more today than it did back in the day because you see these family (laughs) share stuff and family size sharing and I'm like crap I can eat that whole thing but yeah growing up it was never (laughs) an issue because I was never allowed to finish them either my siblings took it from me or I got a couple pieces here and there so never really got my own candy bag unless it was like one of those little ones at the movies or whatever but I left a lot because we always snuck candy into the movie theater (laughs) but those like two for a dollar candies and all that kind of stuff yeah we always in. yeah yeah Nice. But yeah, so that, I never felt the need to have to finish it. That's just me, though, right? It's interesting, Dave, because right. I don't—I don't, I don't remember re- that as much. Maybe because you're the youngest
1: or something. I, I don't know. You got these bigger bags that I don't remember getting very big bags very often. <laughs> True, it wasn't often.
0: I'll, I'll give you that too—that it wasn't often. But like, if I, you know, got some birthday money or if I was able to acquire a large bag, that like it was all going down in that same sitting.
2: And a little bag of Sour Patch Kids you finished off by yourself? <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't yeah, eat those no. as a kid. That probably would have taught me the lesson. And actually, what did teach me the lesson is I got one of those giant – do you remember the giant Gobstoppers? Like, that's impossible to eat <laughs> yeah. once. I got, I got that. I licked it for a long time, and I was like, oh, I could save this for later, I guess, maybe. And that's where it, like, finally dawned on me that that was an option. Anyways. <laughs>
1: I do remember though, as a kid, one time, like I remember if I ever got like a big bag of Jolly Ranchers that, like, just opening the bag would cause like people to be attracted to wherever I was and ask for some, you know. So for I sure. ended up sharing it, you know. Uh, and it was a big bag; I didn't care that much anyway. But I do remember one time being like, "No, this is mine," <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like hiding in yes. some spot and seeing how many I couldn't get through it all. Man, <laughs> there's like too many of those Jolly That's Ranchers. That's what I'm saying, and. Your tongue does get so sore. It's like, uh, uh gross after yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd have
0: a little bag of Jolly Ranchers, but I would, and that would take forever, but I would still eat all of them, man. It was crazy. Anyways. All right. Over to you, Ben. Next one.
1: It's funny because I thought as a kid that I was an expert at chess. I don't know why. I think dad had me compete against another kid that was my age that I guess he was like, the son of somebody who was really, really good at chess or something, and I beat him. And so after that, I kind of thought, like, I was a chess expert. I was, like, strategist number one or something. (laughs) And I don't know how I got to thinking this, right? You know, I, I don't know why, because, I mean, I'm sure I lost tons of times, like, playing against my siblings or something, but it wasn't until... I was like an adult or near an adult when I found out that about castling, you know, where you can like the rook and the king can swap places and certain circumstances. And even now I still don't know if I fully understand that rule. Uh, and I don't know how I missed it. Like how, why was I never taught that part of the game? And I don't know if this is something that John yeah. can really answer. Obviously it's a very personal thing for me, but, but man, like there's just stuff like that there. I, where I thought I knew everything about something, and then like as an adult I realized I, yeah, I was like totally clueless about stuff, and I can't believe how many things there were like that yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, I can
0: relate to a small degree. Like I was not into chess because he would always destroy me. I think that like killed me off like way quick, and so I never got into it today I learned about, uh, what did you call it? (laughs) Castling. I didn't even know about it. So um, I I, I can't relate to the chess part, (laughs) but I remember just like always hoping that I would be that like whiz kid on something. There was a movie in the 80s about a kid that was like crazy good at video games. Just like, it just came naturally to him. And I was always like that, or like, you know, watching the Olympics or something else that I would just naturally be amazing at. And it didn't take as long for me to, to realize pretty much right away that I was not going to, not going to be that guy, but that's pretty funny. I can, I, so I can kind of relate to that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I remember as a kid in elementary school, I didn't understand why anyone would not drink from the water fountain and put their entire amount just like on the the water fountain, you know what I'm saying? Like just full volume, all the water you could possibly get. I mean, you just got done running around recess or whatever. You need all that hydration. So I just put my mouth straight up on that thing and didn't understand why why not. So talk to me about that, John.
2: Uh, yeah. I'd rather not because that's disgusting. And like, I feel like I can <laughs> taste the water fountain right now. Like the metal part of it. Yeah. Gross. The metal part, the kind of not that cold, kind of lukewarm. Right. <laughs> where, yeah. it's, where it's barely spilling out of the spout, right? It's like just barely dribbling out and you try to collect yeah, that, water that was the water as you thing possibly too. can. It's That's some... the only reason you can defend that is because the water, like, the pressure coming out of it is, like, minimal. <laughs> well, yes. when you're really little, it's hard reason. to push the
1: button, man. So, like, when you're pushing as hard as that you can, can. and it, of course it's just going to dribble
2: out because you're barely pushing
1: it, you know, as a little three-year-old or
2: four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. During middle school, like, after we get back to, you know, running around the park or whatever, like, doing the mile run and all that... Because I I can still yeah. remember the one at, at Maplewood Middle, and yeah. it was just like there's always a line, and you don't how many mouths must to have just touched that thing. It's just looking back, you know, and as a kid, you don't think about all those germs, but <laughs> thinking about it now, I want to vomit because that's yeah, so gross. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm talking elementary school. Yeah. The thing that I remember was I learned quickly not to put your mouth too close because they have two side by side fountains, one a little higher than the other for the little kids. To yeah, the little yeah. one. And if you push them at the same time, right? Like the water <laughs> hardly comes out. And then people would prank you by, like, letting go suddenly when your mouth is real close and splash you in the face. (laughs) So I I always knew. I was like, I'm waiting for you, dude, because I know this is going to come spurting out really big. You know, I was very careful not to like get too too close because even if it was just dribbling, like, I would just be patient or wait because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Like, they were going to wallop me with water in the face. And I Again, other people another too.
0: reason another reason to put your mouth right on it man you can't get splashed in the face if it's already all in your mouth <laughs> in your to this day no i'm just kidding <laughs> i stopped i stopped before middle school i'll be real i did it only in elementary school but still man there were like a lot of reasons to do it for sure dude i think and it, it is also
1: me that hard, incredibly though? disgusting Yeah, but if it blasted me that hard, I would be choking on it, be coughing or something. Could you actually handle it (laughs) when they let go of the button with your mouth on it? And yes,
0: you know why? Because I practiced on our hose. I used to drink from the hose all the time, and that thing—that's a lot of volume coming out at you. (laughs) I didn't put that all in my mouth. That I would drink just from the side, but still, it was a lot of water. So yeah, I was uh, was prepared
2: to do all that. You're a heavy (laughs) drinker,
1: dude, from a young age.
2: I was. (laughs) I was I was always
1: running. I was always everywhere. That's true. That's true.
2: That yeah, hose tastes like <laughs> summer for sure.
1: I yes. think that I didn't understand was how toothpicks worked, and like I yes. thought I saw people doing like I saw people, you know, like in the movies and cartoons and stuff. You see people like having some blade of grass in their mouth, just hanging in there, you know, or <laughs> yeah. or some some stick or whatever, some toothpick, and they'd be playing with it with their tongue and stuff. And I thought like that the purpose of the toothpick was to like floss your teeth basically, <laughs> you know, like to really pick things out from the cracks. And every time I tried to do it, it would just get like more like pieces of wood stuck in my teeth. So I don't know like where that
2: came from, but like it took me a while to really figure out how that works. So very defensible. I think the the toothpicks, you know, because where do you see them more than anywhere nowadays? You see them at the restaurants, right? And now we all know how toothpicks work nowadays. Obviously, we know what they're for, and they're not to fully floss your teeth. But, you know, just make sure there's nothing in there. And look, you know, get yourself a nice little, okay, I'm good. And, uh, and that's it. Now, and, and you're right, Ben. like, growing up, we watched, I want to say Rambo, that always had a toothpick in his mouth. Somebody always had a toothpick in their mouth. I don't remember who it was. But, uh, you know, and that's what we see. And they're just sitting there playing with it, right? And that's like, that's it. Like, that's You know, growing up, I too thought that's all it was for. Like, okay, well, let me twirl this thing around in my mouth and try to do it with my mouth closed and see how if I can get it all the way around and all that. But yes, I definitely find them as a... (laughs) Not stab yourself. Yes. Yes. Not get it like stuck (laughs) up or down. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, growing up, not knowing what they're for. I'll have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So last one for me was as a kid not understanding that adults are, are more fragile than kids actually like and that can actually be deeper than just like physically but you know you, you think as a kid like you got these big strong adults or whatever they should be able to do what we can do and not like get hurt like we're doing it how come as an adult you can't do it if that makes sense and then emotionally too like you know stuff happens to us and we bounce back and adults it's a little more serious but you know Really, all around, it seems like adults are, are more fragile than kids. You, that's something that you noticed as a kid. Yeah, more the physical. Really, just like I always remember wanting to play, like catch or kick the soccer ball around, um, mostly with my brother-in-law or you know other other adults. And they didn't have the energy I had. They couldn't even, you know, they couldn't do some of the things that I could do. And I didn't under like I didn't understand that they were they could get hurt almost easier than I could.
2: Bro. Nobody had the energy that you had as a kid. Like, nobody. <laughs> this is a great time to remind my brother out there that he tried to wrestle David back in the day, and he couldn't pin him. So, you know, let me just throw that one out there. <laughs> and yeah. David, had a, you had a brace on your leg at the time, too. That was the best part. You were such a <laughs> yeah. little kid with so much energy. It was ridiculous. But yeah, no, you're right, man. Like Now, I'm just like, I walk up the stairs, I'm like, bro, that's it, I'm done. Like that's it for me. Like, <laughs> like, like, what's next? Cause yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. And like, you know, I don't have kids unfortunately. But like, man, if I tried to have kids today, I don't know what I would do. Cause like, I get winded so easy. <laughs> so it's just like, geez. yeah,
0: yeah, same yeah. man. I I have to warm up to warm up. Like that's where I'm at right now.
2: <laughs> right. So I totally I understand. <laughs> right, right. So, the one for me that I didn't get and and I kind of talked about this with the ice cream soup, right was volume versus quantity, right. I remember getting in an argument in school as a kid with my next door neighbor Jeff Nelson, and he was right, I was wrong, but I just didn't understand it at the time and he was he was a smarter kid than me but and this was <laughs> this was all over a bag of chips, so I took the chips one day and I crunched up the bag and I said, look, now I got more chips than you. Like not understanding that the chips were in there by the volume and that that even two crack chips were the same as you. And I think even this was like probably fifth or sixth grade and he was trying to explain it to me. I was like, no, man, I got more than you do now. And so that's it. And so like, I never grasped the concept as a kid and, You know, now as an adult, you go grocery shopping, you look at all that kind of stuff and, you know, volume and all that. But yeah, I just never got that as a kid.
1: You know, it's interesting because they actually do psychology experiments on kids, and there's like a specific age at which they can't get it before a certain age, basically. Like you can explain it to them, but they still don't get it. Like you have like two cups, one is like wider, like you don't fill it as much, and the other one is like really skinny, but you, you know, it goes up higher and right. they always think the taller one is the bigger one. doesn't matter how wide the other thing is, like a big bucket full, like our, our brains just can't compute that way at
2: first, Wait. you know? So what do you a mean? It is the bigger one. It's the one. Yeah, it's taller
0: one, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it <a big, laughs> still doesn't get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the volume thing of it. You know, it's like, It takes a while for our brain to be able to develop enough to to get that. And it's usually, it's older than you think, you know, the way our brain processes their things. It's interesting. And you know what? Their chip example helped me
0: understand what you meant by the ice cream. Because like, yeah, if you think about like two scoops of ice cream versus like ice cream soup is like infinite scoops, right? Like (laughs) infinitesimal small scoops. Right. (laughs) So that makes sense now. I was like, how could you think that it was? But I get it. I get it now. That's awesome, man. That's hilarious. Hey, thanks so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for more fun in part two.